find yourself, mm-hmm. know who you are, okay, and then secure who you are. So today we have Salonia Burt with us. Sorry about that, guys. But we have Salonia Burt with us today. We're just here to share some thoughts, talk about what she's been up to, and talk about where she's uh, where she plans on going. So last time you were here, you uh, we didn't get to uh, come into the radio station, but you were able to discuss a lot of things that you were a part of in school. How's that been for you? Because I know you were, you're part of, you, you're, are you still an information uh, systems major? Yeah. Okay, so how's that How's that going? Um, these last final months have been difficult, um, only because as I'm trying to finish like a senior capstone, the biggest thing has been working with like other students, mm-hmm. and I don't like group projects at all, um, but it's more so dealing with like their hidden biases that they have against like black women, or how they feel about women in STEM, um, a lot of them feel like I'm taking their place, okay. but it's not really their place to begin with. Right. Um, we're all like kind of competing for the same spot, so to speak. So a little, uh, um, a little bit of it is them feeling like challenged and sometimes even disrespected in the way that I come across. But uh, it doesn't bother me much because I already know like I'm here to just make things happen. So. So you're working on a group project. Yeah. And you're dealing with. You're dealing with a lot of men. Yeah. There's more. So are you the only female in the group? Yeah. How so? How are you man? How are you dealing with that? Um, it's more. It's just with my personality. My personality. It's more so about just making sure everyone stays on task. Because um, a lot of times people would just drift off into side conversations, um, and then I'll be like, "Okay, guys, let's make sure we're doing you know what we have to do." Because um, I'm always the one that's to say like I don't have time to waste. Yeah. Even though I, you know I may not be doing anything else that day other than taking a nap or watching How to Get Away with Murder. <laughs> um, but it's still like I don't want to sit here for a whole three hours just to talk about nothing if we only have to be here for 30 minutes. Right, right. Um, and then a lot of them kind of don't like that, so to speak. I guess because they want to be social and they want to hang out, which is fine, but they don't have to do it on my time. Right. They can just do it outside of our classwork. So So how many how many people was in the group? It's originally five, uh, me and another girl, and then three guys. But the other girl hasn't showed up for about, like, three weeks. So we three just kicked weeks? them out of the group. Yeah. And we only meet oh. once a week for the class. So, what does that say about the people in the group? How do you view them? Um, uh, so I don't have any negative, um, negative uh, things to say about them, but it would just more so be about how we all share the weight equally. 
So for our group project that's due on Monday, um, I told them, like, I have a bunch of stuff that's due on Monday. So you won't see me on the uh, Google Drive this weekend. Like, I'll be working on it tonight and tomorrow night. Um, so a lot of them are like, okay, cool. But my biggest fear is that they kind of won't work on things until the last minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it's time to present, everyone will kind of be frantic and nervous. That's how we usually have been the past few weeks because I've noticed that, you know, there will be small changes made right before the class starts right. or, you know, right before um, Monday morning. Um, and I guess it's kind of unfair because I don't have the time to just check the drive once I wake up because I have other things to do. Yeah. Um, so it's more so been about how to communicate when stuff should be done and how it should be done, I guess. Mm. I can tell you this much, like, I know what you're going through. I went through that my my final semester at school, and there's always going to be at least one person in the group, at least one person in that group, who won't communicate, who won't do the work, who won't at least try to tell you what they're capable of and what, you know, what they can't do. Um, and that hurts the group yeah. because – you're here for the same reason that I'm here. Yeah. You know, you, you, you're in college, you're in class, you're trying to get a good grade. And when you don't pull your weight, somebody, unfortunately, someone else has to pull that yeah. weight. And that's really, and that just shows you that that's how it goes in the real world. Yeah. That unfortunately, <laughs> that's really how it works in the real world. Um, you're, It's never a, a, a pretty story mm-hmm. with groups, even even with groups that you, with the people you love. Yeah. Like, even your friends, your family, your business partners, all that, it's the same exact thing. And I think that's just a a quick glimpse of how it, how it's going to be in the real world. How do you balance that, though, with your real life? Um, It definitely frustrates me. So there are times where I'm just like, I don't even want to go to any of my other classes mm. because of that one experience that being it so It drained terrible. you? Yeah, it's just so draining. Um, but I can't let that get to me because I have so much else to do. Um, so it does frustrate me, but I kind of figure out new ways to communicate myself uh, better without coming across as harsh or arrogant or just, you know, being uh, too aggressive, so to speak. Because right. there's always that thing of like, am I going to be the aggressive black woman today? So that's always something that's in the back of my mind. Um, it's kind of like finding the balance between being assertive and being aggressive, being confident and not cocky. Right. Um, because I, I do know when people are on the defense, they kind of, especially, you know, I've been through it myself. When I'm on the defense, um, I tend to not look at things from other people's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I tend to think that they're just coming at me and I just deem myself the victim. Yeah. So when somebody else is in that shoes, I'm kind of like cognizant of that. And I try not to do things or say things in a way that it can be offensive or, you know, too, uh, I guess, aggressive, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I can never really control how someone else's, how someone else feels. So wow. it's really that, yeah. So you've been um, you've been working a lot though. Yeah. Besides <laughs> classes, yeah. How how has that affected you in your daily life? Because I know y- you do you, st- you you've you've let go of a few jobs mm-hmm. and you picked up a few new ones. Yeah. So how's that affected you lately though? Um, it's been nothing but positive 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 things um the jobs that i i did let go i noticed that they were too taxing on me mm. um and the jobs that i did pick up they allowed me to express myself more creatively okay so when i picked up the job for girls on bikes as a digital marketer mm-hmm. um i was like super super nervous because i had no experience in photoshop no experience in illustrator um and my only two colors that i ever used were black and white like, i didn't really <laughs> know like, i didn't really know how to catch someone's eye with yeah. the use of colors okay and this position has just completely challenged me like 
working with Kayla and the whole team has completely, completely challenged me. Like I taught myself Photoshop, taught myself Illustrator maybe in like two weeks almost. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now working with colors that I never thought that I would even consider. Um, That's what's up. I still love my black and white. Like I still cherish that as like my daily uniform. But in terms of how I look at the world, like you'll see me with a yellow jacket sometimes. Mm. Or you'll see me with like, I recently spray painted my bike pink. Like I hate the color pink. But you I think, hate pink? Yeah, I hate the color pink. It's just, I don't know. It's just too too dry. It doesn't give well, me pink is dry. any energy. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. What? But I spray painted my bike pink and I'm like, incorporating more color into my life definitely helps the way that I think. Because yeah. now, being a woman and being a black woman, it's always great that I find new ways to set myself apart from everybody else. Yeah. So if everyone else in the classroom is thinking about, oh, what's the... um you know cost analysis on xyz project Mm -hmm. and if i'm thinking well how do the customers feel how do you know the the customers families feel when the customers come home and share their experiences so it definitely translates into my academic life as well as um my personal life too so that's what's up man congratulations on getting in that position um so what is girls on bikes so girls on bikes is a community organization um that's focusing on um, getting more young women involved in more recreational activities. We also do, um, you know, some type of classes. We also do workshops. We do um, bike rides just to get the community involved, mm-hmm. get other young women involved. Because um, prior to Girls on Bikes, I think I was the only girl that I knew who rode a bike <laughs> in the city of North. Um and then I, I knew Kayla for some time, but I didn't know she rode a, a bike mm-hmm. until, like, she came to me and was like, you know, like, blah, 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 I do this, I do X, Y, Z. Um, and then through Girls on Bikes, I've met so many other people who ride bikes as their their main form of transportation. Yeah. Um, so bike riding, to me, would never be my main form of transportation. I, I generally prefer to walk, um, especially with, like, the Newark streets. Everyone yeah, is just, like, ridiculous hey. with the traffic. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to get hurt out here. Um, But it's amazing to see, like, there's so many different types of bikes. There's mountain bikes. Like, people really go all the way up to the mountains in upstate New York, and they ride down, like, inclines are crazy. The steep, the hills are crazy. Like, it's definitely a a culture that I was completely, like, blind to. Hmm. I thought bike riding was just, like, going to go down to the street. Going to go down the street to the store. I never thought it would be something where people are, like, modifying their bikes or, you know, spray painting it. They're adding different things there's like tubeless bike inner tubes uh bikes with inner tubes like there's so many different things that i'm learning now the inner tube is for the tires right yeah but there's also a tubeless version where you seal the tire up and you pump air in it say what exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> what and you're less prone to flats i thought see i, I used to ride bikes a lot when i was a kid mm-hmm. i think everyone did right yeah so I had my own little bike gang it was like the five of us <laughs> you know we'd ride ride around linden yeah every you know everywhere and I used to hate getting flats. Yeah. So if you didn't have an air pump, well, you had the air pump, but there was this thing, there was this inner tube with mm-hmm. slime. Apparently, it prevented it from going flat as fast okay. as a regular inner tube. So I bought one. And I was like, all right. <laughs> then I got a flat again. I'm like, yo, what's the what's the problem? So yeah. this is where duct tape came into play. Mm. I'm like, yo, this is too ghetto for me, son. Yeah. Like, I would put... You put the duct tape around the inner tube, mm-hmm. and then you put the inner tube back into the tire. Yeah. Yo, you you realize you start to know <laughs> things yeah. while you're part of it. So mm-hmm. it was like I knew I knew how to change a bike tire. Yeah. I knew everything about the chain. I was mm-hmm. like, I knew you couldn't ride your bike in the rain because it would yeah. rust. I knew about the handlebar mm-hmm. situations and everything. And I wish I, I want to be part of the the bike club now. Yeah. They don't got boys on bikes. They do. They do? They do. I need to get me a bike first. Yeah. I had a mongoose. Ooh. What kind of bike you got? 
I have no idea. I used to have a I used to know because it doesn't have a label on it. So I used to oh, have my grandfather's um mountain bike. Okay. But the chain popped. Ah. Um, luckily, I wasn't going too fast, but the chain popped, and I was like so devastated because the tires were like mad thick. Mm-hmm. And when you're in Newark, like the the potholes pot are holes, really serious, yeah. and I was just able to just glide over them. Now I got this small commuter <laughs> bike, and the tires are mad skinny. Damn. I gotta be mad cautious, but it has helped me like learn how to swerve. Yeah, which which is like a super <laughs> cool thing. Um, and I'm not too nervous to like swerve yeah. anymore. I'll but, definitely ride a bike. Like yeah. If I ever get the chance, God willing, if I ever, you know, live out in New York and stuff, yeah, I, I think a bike would be a yeah. pretty cool trans like transportation, uh, a form of transportation at least for the fall, mm-hmm. spring, or summer. Yeah, with the time, you know, you gotta take the bus or whatever. But I never hated riding a bike. Yeah, and I was like the Pop and Willie type of dude. Yeah, so and New York is crazy. Bruh. New York, Philly, like. If Nor could get Wait. on that type of wave, oh my god! <laughs> I'll be at home watching it on Yo. Instagram. They'll be downtown Times Square swerving in and out of cars, um, and they they won't put the front tire down. Like they'll go yeah, they'll mad go like far they'll miles. go blocks and blocks. I'm like, just like yo. I, I knew it was. Pre- right I there. thought it was pretty cool. The first time I seen Meek Mill with the bikes, yeah, I was like, hold, I was like, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on. What is this guy? Yeah. And you see him and his boys. Going straight like for about a mile with yeah. just like with one handed mm-hmm. willies. I'm like, bruh, this is a little too dangerous yeah. for me. You feel me? But that's that's their culture. That's yeah. that's their culture, bruh. I heard it's, it's cool out there in Baltimore too. Okay. Yeah, Baltimore. They they have the bikes out. I think wasn't it DMX that brought like the bike stuff mm. in New York? I don't know. No, DMX was more of like was was really a motorcycle type of dude. So. Yeah. I feel but like every hood has like that bike thing. Yeah. Even on the West Coast, like it's like mm-hmm. that too. Bro, bikes are dope. I want a motorcycle at one point. Yeah, me but too. I'm gonna hide it from my mother. I she's <laughs> not yeah. beat. She's not beat, bro. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hide a motorcycle from my mom once I get it. Now you're on Twitter a lot. Yeah. As I am too. Um, I like I like your Twitter page is one of one of my favorite Twitter pages because you're you're, you're the stuff you talk about is relatable. It's inspirational and it's real. Yeah. Um. And it's hard. Like I said, on social media, you, you find a lot of like, how do I say? You find a lot of a lot of like. I don't, I wouldn't say it's fake, but it's just like people pretending. Yeah, pretending type yeah. of stuff. So, one of your tweets you were talking about the other day, <laughs> you were um, I wouldn't say you were in your feet. Were you in your feelings? Yeah, yeah I was you were. You were in your feeling. You was in the back. And and that's respect. <laughs> I, I hate when people are like, oh, if y'all and y'all feeling get off of Twitter. Yeah. First of all, it's there. It's yeah, their platform. It's their page. They can do whatever they want yeah. with it. It's not. If you don't like it, you can mute exactly. the person. You can exactly. block them. And exactly. that's what I do, especially yeah. with like the stuff with that I. It's not that I don't like. I can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that I can't relate to, yeah. I just block it. And especially if it's not helping me learn, yeah, I just block and mute it. Nothing against the person or yeah. the people. It's just I don't got time for it. But you were talking about how like. You've had friends mm-hmm. who like you invited them for a birthday and stuff yeah. like that, and they didn't come. Do you do you really think like the birthday stuff is important? I know for me, like mm-hmm. my birthday just passed, but a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So my birthday was like last month, and I had a few people tell me happy birthday. My sister did, but I feel like with the birthdays, the people who remember it, yeah, they remember it. But if you invite somebody to yeah. something, that's a little different because it's like. I'm inviting you to I'm inviting yeah. you for something special mm-hmm. and you said they didn't even respond. 
Yeah, two of them I knew like situations had happened prior, mm-hmm. but the other two they didn't respond. They didn't respond. Um, so to me, it wasn't really like, oh, they didn't, you know, come out to the birthday party. For me, it was more so like I hardly go out because yeah. I'm always working on, I'm always right, singing. right. And then it's like the one time I do go out, you're not no, exactly nobody came, so I was like, yeah. I right, it's cool. So, I mean, I I understand it because I'm the same. I don't go out like yeah. really like my time is. Study like you would have thought I'm still in school. The way yeah. I move, you would think yeah. I'm still a college student. But when I first met you, that's what I thought. For real? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> it's just that's the type of time I'm on because of the situations yeah. that I'm in, and I respect anybody else who's like that. Like I can't I can't afford to slow down. Yeah. You feel me? And I don't know. When it comes to friends, I don't want to judge them by, like, them forgetting my birthday or stuff like that. Because people, people, you don't, like, sometimes, like, your birthday, like, you think about it, your birthday is just another day to other people. Yeah, definitely. Um, That's why I wasn't too, like, caught up on it. Yeah, yeah. Cause that day I just was like I'm, I just had enough Yeah and you And as rightfully so mm-hmm. You feel me It was like That was your day And yeah. your friends Should know like Hey I'm I'm going now I would like you guys To come out And the fact that They didn't respond Even like We saw about yeah, this Even yeah. if you could just say I won't be able to make it Yeah I'll appreciate that more Than you just not Not even yeah, Saying anything goes, You feel yeah. me Like I think that's one of our Biggest issues today With people in general Is just I think they take the whole communication thing for granted mm-hmm. and they forget how to just say yes or no yeah. or how to tell people in advance, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because if it was your job, I'm pretty sure Definitely. you'll let your job know that you wouldn't be able to make it to something or you can't come in that day. Mm-hmm. But why is it such a problem with your friends or your family yeah. or or um, when it comes to, like you know, certain occasions? Yeah, I think they're afraid to communicate. Um, I feel like... I don't know, because I've, I've definitely been in that space where it's like, if I say no, are they going to invite me out the next time? Um, or is, or if it's like, if I say no, are they going to, you know, still, like, hang out with me or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really don't know anything other than it just being, like, genuine fear of just being rejected. I don't know. I, I don't I don't think, I don't, why do, but why do they have to be fearful, though? It's, I don't think it's that deep. Like, I'm learning now, like, I used to be scared to communicate. Yeah. But I think, but so it probably it's probably just a maturity thing yeah, then, probably. because at some point you really, like, especially especially a lot of you entrepreneurs out there, mm-hmm. you guys won't go far if you don't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't know how to call somebody, yeah, text somebody, email somebody <laughs> properly, properly, oh my I'm, I promise y'all, y'all y'all platforms will only go so far mm-hmm. because it's a it's a different it's a different game out here. A lot of these these companies, a lot of these people that you're trying to be like or trying to meet, they don't play that stuff. And if they give you the opportunity to use their platform or whatever it is and you don't know how to properly communicate with them, trust me, they won't throw you out like trash. Yeah. I'll do I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll I'll do that. And I've done it before because I don't no one has the time to to be playing the guessing game. Yeah. You feel me like, okay, I have this person, I haven't heard from them in 2 days. Mm-hmm. Let me cuz I sent them a text 2 days ago. Let me see if they still up for it. Mhm. Everybody on their phone 24. Yeah. I don't want to hear it, bro. Yeah. Everybody's on their phone. Yeah. 24/7. Because how do I know cuz you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You on Twitter. You on Snapchat. So if I shoot you a text about a question, I'm not trying to play you or nothing. I'm just yeah. trying to ask you 
how you want to work with whatever we got going. Mm-hmm. And you, if you can't respond to that, clearly you're not serious. Yeah. So if you treat me like that, then how else? How are you going to treat somebody else? Don't mm-hmm. tell me that you treated me that way because I'm not of a of yeah. a higher platform mm-hmm. or whatever like that. Because that's kind of disrespectful. Because yeah. I took you serious. Mm-hmm. Why can't you take me serious? Mm-hmm. And what right do you have to decide how serious you should take me? Mm-hmm. We all humans. We are trying to get to a certain point. Yeah. I think if you know how to, you know, it's practice. Mm-hmm. You could do that with me. Then I'm... I'm trying to prepare you yeah. for that bigger, you know, that bigger setting. And some people don't get that. Yeah. They wait till they get there and they're like, ah, okay, let me try. Nah. Mm-hmm. You need to start from day one. And those who know, they know. Mm-hmm. Those who don't, they just out of luck. They, they out of luck. That's, that's for real, for real. What else have you been up to besides, you know, if you're almost done with school, right? Yeah. Almost done with school. Coming out in May. Super excited. I am so excited to graduate. I think it's um, primarily because I'll be the first in my family to graduate. I think that's what's giving me, like, the most, most excitement, and it's just making me, like, super nervous for the next step. Um, I'm not really nervous about finding a job. Mm-hmm. I'm just nervous, like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm nervous about. I'm just nervous. I I, I get that. I think anxious is a better word Yeah. Than nervous, yeah. Like, well, so what, what have you learned so far? During your time in college, what's, the, what's like, the number one? The number one thing, um, it's not really a number one. It's kind of, like, a number, like, a top three. So it would be to uh, find yourself, mm-hmm. know who you are. Okay. And then secure who you are. Secure so find yourself, you are. know yourself, and secure yourself. That last one's pretty dope. Yeah. How, how would you go about doing that? Like, how do you secure mm-hmm. who you are? Um, through your talents, through your hobbies. Even through a job, you know, if you're one of the lucky few who get to pursue their passions mm-hmm. coming right out of college, because a lot of people don't. Right. Um, but if you are, or even if you have the time to do something on the side that you really enjoy, just secure yourself in any way possible. Like when I first came here, when I first started college as a freshman, I knew who I was, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really know where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, then maybe the following year, like I was in the process of rebranding myself okay um so i was finding myself again and then through that that's when i found that's when i found myself and that's when i knew who i wanted to be and then when i had the internship at viacom i was like okay yeah like this is definitely who i want to be that's what's Um, up because especially when you're out of your element like i was in new york times square around a bunch of people who i didn't know had no emotional connection with the only thing that we had was like work communication email Mm. that was really the only common ground that we ever had yeah um i was in a room I want to say it was about three or four men. Um, I was the only only young girl. I think I was yeah, I was nineteen at the time. Everybody else was either like twenty five or they're in their forties with kids. All of everybody was married. I'm like wow, like it was a comp- it was a completely different environment for to be for me to be in. Um, and I definitely like would encourage other people if you're still in college, just do do something that you normally wouldn't do. Like mm-hmm. I recently took um a pottery class. I would never go back to pottery, but at least <laughs> I know that I don't like pottery. Like yeah. the whole. I don't know the whole shaping of the vase with your hands. It looks cool, but it it's gets, not something. It gets messy. It gets messy. Like you have to have so much focus. And as someone who didn't really know what they were doing, like I'm like, oh, how how can I focus if I'm too busy asking questions? Um, so once I found myself and I knew who I was, it was just about securing that and making sure that everything that I did from that day forward would just be um, kind of a reiteration of who I am and would solidify who I was not only in myself but in 
whatever environment I was in. So now when people meet me, they know, like, oh, Saloni, she does tech. Mm-hmm. She does graphic design now. You know, she recently learned how to cut hair. Um, oh, yeah, yeah right? talk about that. I was a little nervous to kind of, like, put out things that I was interested in mm-hmm. on social media because I always, like, growing up in high school, I was always just, like, the funny kid. Like, yeah. people knew I was smart, but they just didn't know, like, what else I like to do. And I kind of hid my interest in graphic design in high school because I was like, eh, it's not really, like, it's not really what people know me as, so I didn't really mm-hmm. want to be like, because you know how people are like, oh, you acting funny now. Oh, you acting <sighs> different now because you're doing X, Y, Z. So that was always something that was in the back of my mind. But when I came to college, I was like, listen, like, it's my life. People don't like it. Somebody's going to like it. Like, there's so many people in this world. It's not going to be one person. There's not going to be, you know, no one who likes it. Right. Unless it's, like, so outlandish yeah. or something like that. <laughs> um, but, all right, so why is, it, why is it so hard for people that you grew up with mm-hmm. through middle, m- elementary school, middle school, and high why is it so hard for them to grasp the fact that you're changing into someone totally different? Uh, I, think, I think a lot of it is... Um, them also struggling with the same thing okay and they don't know or they they don't have the audacity to step outside of what everyone else wants them to be Mm. um so i had a friend we no longer have we no longer have contact but i had a friend um i think she wanted to be a doctor i can't even remember the story she wanted to be a doctor but she was like so 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 like she ran excellent like she was so great in track she always ran faster than me um, and she wanted to pursue like track as a career and i was like all right go for it like we're both, like, 10, 11 years old. I'm just saying go for it. I don't really know, like, what mm-hmm. you can do with track. Um, but she, like, never went to go pursue running as a career. She never went back to school to do anything in the medical field. Um, and I, when I finally reconnected with her maybe, like, a couple years ago, I was like, you know, what happened with everything? She just was like, I don't know. It was just always that fear of, like, will people accept me if I step out of who I am? Because she, was, she wasn't – I don't want to say she wasn't smart, but she wasn't really um, – to put it plainly, she never came to class, right? Okay. Um, but if you talk to her, like, she was very well educated. It's just, like, the class scene wasn't for her. Um, so Maybe she just needed a challenge. Yeah, yeah. So there's a scene in Paid in Full where Mitch is like, if I leave the game, talking about the drug game, yeah. will it's people still, still love me? me. Um, in that moment, that's why that's my favorite movie. Like, that moment is so pivotal because it's like a lot of people face that on so many different levels. And that's why a lot of people remain in the same spots because... Yeah. A lot of times they're doing things for other people, but they're not doing it for, for themselves. themselves. Um, and then once you start doing things for yourself, it really doesn't matter if people like it or not. So when I started cutting hair, I was like, I'm going to just do it for me. Like, I always wanted to cut hair. I've always... If you check my YouTube history, that's literally, like, the number one thing that I'm always watching, how to cut hair. Mm-hmm. And when I finally went to the barbershop and I approached them, like, full of men, everybody was like, you want to learn how to cut hair? That was when I had the <laughs> ponytail. Everybody was like, you want to learn how to cut hair? I was like, yeah, I want to know. I want to learn. Um, so ever since that day, I've just been going back, going back. I don't go back anymore, but I was going back consistently every Friday, every Saturday, yeah. watching them, even cutting some clients. Um, and then it was, I remember there was this one guy. I was like, I'm going to give you a lineup because the dude was in the bathroom. The mm-hmm. barber was in the bathroom. He was like, no, you're not going to give me a lineup. You don't know how to cut. And it, it hurt me because I deal with that being a STEM major. And it's like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about in IT. And then when the barber came out, I was like, I put him to the side. I was like, he doesn't want me to cut his hair. He doesn't think I could cut. And the barber was like, cut his hair. So I gave him a Caesar and I lined him up. He was like, oh, like I, he apologized <laughs> to me and gave me 15 bucks. I was like, oh, you thought, yeah. Bruh, so, like. Yeah, I felt like if I had quit in that moment, he was like, I don't want you to cut my hair. Yeah. And I probably never would have the it's confidence. It's a small lesson yeah. for a bigger picture. I never would have the confidence to continue doing that, it. So. That's what's up, yo. Like. I f- like we were talking about yesterday on our main show. We were talking about women in corporate America, mm-hmm. and if it relates to the wage gap, mm-hmm. I feel like it does yeah. because 
there's not enough women on the boards mm -hmm. of all these corporate um, businesses. So if there isn't, if there's two women in there out of ten people, so mm -hmm. other, all the others are eight. Of course, those eight men are gonna run the wage yeah. of how they pay their employees. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you can add in more women mm -hmm. in the boards, it'll make a difference. Yeah. You know, right now, women are getting paid 90 cents to the dollar, mm -hmm. whereas men get the full. You know, if you add in a little, a few more women in there, it'll get closer again. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's part of it. I don't think yeah. that's the whole thing. Like yesterday, Kemi was saying, one of the reasons why is because um, women don't negotiate mm -hmm. their pay. We're afraid to. They're, you're afraid. Yeah, you're afraid yeah, to afraid because to. they're they're gonna think, well, who are you to ask yeah, for more? Like we are we so conditioned to just take what we get. So, I don't, bro. It's it's. I I I really I honestly feel women can get equal pay mm -hmm. but in order to do that in order to accomplish something like that you mm -hmm. have to think like the person who controls the money yeah so it's like well why should i pay you if you're, mm -hmm. you're you're you have a high possibility of getting pregnant yeah for nine months and then you have to be away for about mm -hmm. a year that's mad money and, they, and then there was another statistic that said in order for you to get paid the same amount as another guy you got to work another month and a half Mm. And that means you gotta work more to yeah. get the same as that guy. But and oh yeah, here's what Kimmy said. She said that um, it's because the fields that y'all work in. Mm. So not a lot of women are in STEM. Yeah, most of them are teachers, mm -hmm. secretaries, um, nurses, and all that. So yeah. of course, when you ask their pay mm -hmm. versus the men's pay, who are I don't know lawyers, yeah, doctors, and all that, workers, construction yeah. workers, it's gonna be a big difference. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's also the thing like you can't measure that like mm -hmm. if you so if you're gonna do it make sure you uh measure if there are teachers yeah per profession do yeah. it per profession um but back to the hair like that's that goes back to the thing like he he didn't think you can do it because mm -hmm. you're a woman yeah. and honestly i used to be like that like I, I used to say i will never let a woman cut my hair yeah and to this day, I already have my bar, so I'm not like yeah. if my like if my son grows up, like yeah. if I got a son and there's a female barber mm -hmm. and I take him and she cuts his hair, yeah, it's not a problem. And I think that's what we're trying to move towards is just trying to teach men to mm -hmm. accept the fact that women can do things the same way that y'all can. Yeah. Probably can't do like certain things, yeah. which is you know probably by genetics or biology, whatever. But mm -hmm. that's it's completely fine when it comes to like work. Yeah. I don't see why like women have to be uh, marginalized for certain things, especially in their pay. Mm -hmm. How was your summer? My summer was great. My summer was, this was like top five. Top five? This was top five and it's not five. Just how you <laughs> said it, like, this, my summer was great. Why do you say it was, why, why do um, you say that? Well, I learned how to cut hair. Okay. Something I always wanted to do. I jumped on board with Girls on Bikes. Mm -hmm. I taught myself Photoshop and Illustrator, something I've always wanted to do. Um, I just kind of, like, put it on the back burner. Um, what else did I do this summer? Uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be in terms of a career. Okay. Because um, the summer before that, I spent a lot of time thinking about who I wanted to be as a person. Um, and then being that graduation was approaching, I was like, well, i got to figure out, like, who I want to be as a career. Yeah. Because um, I'm very picky. And I noticed that if I don't like the environment that I'm in, I don't perform well. Like, 
I can push myself to go to class, I can push myself to go to work, but if I just don't agree with what's being said in the class or how, you know, the organization is being ran, I just, I don't know, I freeze up, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not my full self in those type of spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming right out of college, I don't want to be somewhere where I'm in a box. Right, So that was right. my biggest concern. Yeah. Um, I think that's also what I'm nervous about, like coming out of college where free thinking is kind of encouraged, mm-hmm. and then you go into the workforce and it's kind of like nine to five, eight to four, do, do, you know, do yeah. this, X, Y, Z, like. And that's it. And this, yeah, and the structuring is just real challenging to break out of that. Um, I spent a lot of time working this summer, a lot of time working. Um, I failed a class last fall, and I got a B in the summer class, so I'm, like, super gassed over that. Um, yeah, the summer was the summer was a lot. I didn't really do much. Like, I didn't go to many parties. Yeah. I didn't hang out with a lot of people. But in terms of, like, personal development, I definitely, like, reached new heights in terms of that. So I always feel personal development's important. Yeah. Um, and I say that. I say this on the show a lot, especially, like, on the one-on-ones. Mm-hmm. Like, people sometimes you have people who kind of get offended when they don't hear from you or they don't see you but it's like yo i'm really trying to work on myself Mm -hmm. because i'll tell you this much i've i've been in a a mental a mental state that was not good for me Mm -hmm. for like the past like eight months Mm -hmm. it was it hasn't been good and then you know you wouldn't be able to tell yeah but like I had to spend time alone to try to refocus myself. Yeah. Like I had to do things where I'm trying to teach myself discipline to mm-hmm. the T. Yeah. Where it's like I can say no because I know that's mm-hmm. not what I want, yeah. or or I can like when I say yes, that's what I mean mm-hmm. and everything. Um, right now I'm working on waking up early. Yeah, me too. Like <laughs> as early as four in the morning early. Oh, man. That's that's really that's the point that I'm trying to get at because okay. I want to finish my day by five six o'clock, mm-hmm. so then I have another four hours before I go back to bed. Mm-hmm. But all that comes if you don't spend time alone to see how you're gonna do that, mm-hmm. you're never gonna do it. Yeah. If you spend time, if you spend a lot of time with people every single yeah. day, you're never like the focus becomes them. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then once if, once your focus becomes them. Now you're trying to please them. Mm-hmm. And when you're by yourself, you don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. And that's why I do encourage people like, yo, even if you got to tell them, like, yo, guys, you know, so, you know, I don't know how y'all different groups work. Yeah. But you could just tell them, like, yo, I'm going to be in a cut for a little bit yeah. and try to mind my business and try to, you know, work on myself. And I, and I had to do that with women mm-hmm. because I had to block I had to block one. No, I'm being honest. I had to block one. Not because of her, Mm -hmm. but because of me. Yeah. And it's like, I need to block you because if I don't, I'm going to still try to reach Mm -hmm. out to you. So if I block you, I won't be. I had to learn that the hard way. I started taking it personally when I was getting blocked. (laughs) I only got blocked like twice, but still I was like. Word, that's how yeah. we coming now. I was ready to just like throw hands at that point. <laughs> then I had to think like if I was in that position, whatever position they may be because yeah. I never reached out, um, I probably would want like complete isolation right. from any type of distraction. Yeah. I mean, and know. and she wasn't the distraction. Yeah. I was a distraction to myself because I was able mm-hmm. to reach I'm like, yo, this is not working. I'm gonna need to block you. And then when I when I met the person, you know, in person like one on one, she was like, Did you block me? I was like, Yeah, I had to. <laughs> she was like why like yeah. why would you do i was like because i have to i just i, I gotta work mm-hmm. that's I, was, I gotta work and it's nothing against them mm-hmm. but when you need to work that's when you like you turn that switch on it's like yeah. yeah i need to work 
Um, some people understand, some people don't. Yeah. And the only way you can prove to them that you really needed to work is by working. Mm-hmm. If you if you block them but you ain't do nothing, yeah. they're going to like... Then it's just an excuse. Yeah, it's just like, what were you doing the whole time that you said, mm-hmm. you know, you had to work and everything like that? And, you know, everyone has their different ways of, you know, trying to focus on themselves. But I think this past summer for me... I've learned a lot, especially with the documentary that you um, came on. I thank you again for coming on there. I'm having second thoughts, actually, on the documentary. Some things I want to put out, some Mm -hmm. some stuff I don't as far as, like, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Because I was thinking about cultural appropriation, Mm -hmm. and I thought about it for a lot, like, uh, for a while. I was like, is there really such thing as cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. anymore? Because when when black people say... Spirit animal? No, nah, not the spirit animal. Like, you know how black people be like, oh, white people always taking our culture mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's like, like let's take the hairstyle, for example. Okay. Bruh, white people can do whatever they want with their hair. Mm-hmm. Like, who, who's to say black people were the first to make braids? Yeah, but I think it's when, um, especially in the workforce, when it becomes more accepted on a white person um, as yeah. opposed to a black to person. A black like that's person. that's my biggest like gripe with yeah. it. Like if a white person has locks or dreads and a black person has dreads or locks, whatever, yeah. um, and the black person is told like you gotta either cut, cut your hair or find a new position mm-hmm. and then the white person got like the beads and the accessories in their hair, different color hair strands, and they're completely fine with it. Um, I think that's where the problem comes from. Yeah, that's true. Cause I mean, a lot of these companies you already know who had the power and yeah. stuff. So, and that's that's why that's why I'm I really want when I when I talk to different people mm-hmm. when they tell me yo I want to start this business or I want to do this I'm like yo I think you should yeah I know you should because it'll just be another black business mm-hmm. that's around and that'll just give us the upper hand and I feel like the problem with the issue is people don't know how to start it mm-hmm. people don't know how to start I think the best way to start it is to use whatever you have. Like yeah. right now I have a tutoring business, but it's not everything that, mm-hmm. you know, you envision from day one. Yeah. I have, but I have my business cards and I have my time available mm-hmm. for tutoring. It's not that hard. You just need an availability. Yeah. You need your rates. And then you just need, um, and, and I got my business cards mm-hmm. is the, and I think people's problem is they expect it to boom from day one. Yeah. They're not patient. It's not. It's the the patience part is so vital, son. Like I try to tell people, if you read stock books, stock investment mm-hmm. books, they tell you, bro, the best stocks don't don't blow up yeah. the first day. They take a while, and that goes for like anything. Mm-hmm. So if you start in a business, please, I need you to be patient. I need yeah. you to understand that the Rome wasn't built in a day. We yeah. all know that for sure. And if you believe in your in your dreams and in your goals mm-hmm. and 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 expecting your your business to blow, mm-hmm. you actually need to put the time and the work yeah. in. Like you could pray for it. I was watching this thing. You ever heard of Devin Franklin? Yeah, uh, making good's husband. That's his, that's her husband. And yes, it is. <laughs> I've been watching this dude mm-hmm. on Power One Hundred Five One Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and I've seen his interviews yeah. and. I'm That's like, the only reason I know him because <laughs> because I'm making good. I didn't know that was her husband. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. See. All right. So this. All right. Making good's husband. So mm-hmm. right. He was like, you. 
it's nothing it's like your dreams are nothing if you just pray for them mm-hmm. you actually have to work like actually put in the time to work for your dreams so yeah. that's in the bible too i think it's um faith without works is dead something like yeah that. yeah that's what he was using mm-hmm. he was like it's dead it don't it, it doesn't mean anything if you're not working for it like mm-hmm. god god can do a lot yeah he can do miracles but believe me if he's like He's sitting there watching you, though. He's yeah. like, all right, you talk, you telling me you want this and that, but I don't see any of the work that you're yeah, putting in effort. to do it. Where's the effort? Because he's that extra push. He's mm-hmm. going to give you the extra push, but where's the, I did this today, I did, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Where's your track record? Yeah. That's what he's looking for. If you don't have the track record, he's not really going to bother to fulfill those dreams that you want. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people make that mistake yeah. and they also try to measure up with everyone else's hype yeah and they also get tricked because you i know you've been on instagram you see like a lot of people only post the highlights mm-hmm. of their business like yeah. when i first started cutting hair i was like my first first cut is not posted <laughs> i'm like this this is so trash i'm uh, not posting it but the next cut i did i was like i have to post it because yeah. as i get better i personally want to be able to look back and be like okay that mm-hmm. i tightened up but other people, like, they don't want to show when they did a pop-up event and only one person bought a hat. Yeah. As opposed to when they do a pop-up event now and they sell out. Yeah. Um, some people don't want to show that that ugly side of success. They only want to show what they call a pretty side, so to speak. So That's why I don't take down my old um, yeah. my old Nabra talks. Mm-hmm. My first one, pff, forget about it. <laughs> my second one, forget about it. But then how are you supposed to grow and learn mm-hmm. if you don't, look back from what where you've been like mm-hmm. i take time out of my day sometimes just to go through my instagram yeah and see how far i've come um how far nabra has come just for more motivation it was like ah, i've been here now i'm here yeah now imagine where i'm gonna be two years from yeah. now it's like and it's just it's just motivation for myself and for other people and i go on other people's pages too just to see where they've been at and where they and, and um to where they are now mm-hmm. and that's just like you really gotta trust the process people yeah. people don't the tr- the word trust is very fragile yeah and i think when you tell somebody to trust the process those people who don't trust nothing they ain't gonna trust exactly. the process either exactly because you got people who tell like i'm a hard person mm-hmm. for some reason <laughs> people don't like don't trust like all right let's, mm-hmm. let's keep it on women don't trust me mm-hmm. i don't know why i don't have any reports of me doing anything <laughs> wrong to him but mm-hmm. for some reason i'm not i don't look like i can be trusted yeah. for whatever reason Forget all y'all women that don't trust me By the way I don't care But when you take that into account Mm -hmm. Then you tell me you need to trust the process And then when the process Starts to Go against you. Yeah, you get it. You have a few obstacles. People be like, "Oh, I knew this is gonna yeah, happen." It's like, and it's like, no, it's a part of that's the, part. It's a part of, of the, the growth. Exactly. Like, it's like, come on. They tell oh you to trust so true. the process. So true. And just let it rock. Um, and they just run at the first sign of like, well, it's not really a sign. It's just like it's really a test. Yeah, it's like, like, like you. you what you like? Why are you? Why are you running? And. I was at a I was at a meeting on Tuesday and mm-hmm. they were like the the lion finds is finds uh, excitement hunting mm-hmm. for like the uh, whatever like the, their prey mm-hmm. they they enjoy chasing it yeah whereas if they find something laying dead on the ground they don't want it yeah so it's the same thing with your dream like you have to find that excitement of mm-hmm. going through those tough times of whether it be you got to go. 
20 miles to somewhere mm-hmm. away from your home or you need to you need to take the bus here and like i take the bus all the time mm-hmm. it's not a, like you know how people like yo i don't know how y'all take the bus or walk or yeah. bro i'm just trying to get from point a to point mm-hmm. b if i had a car it'd be i go from point a to point b yeah if i'm walking it's still mm-hmm. i'm getting from here to there mm-hmm. and that's just part of the process if somebody like i might not have a car mm-hmm. but i have I probably got other things that people who have a car don't. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, the process is what you need to enjoy. If mm-hmm. you don't enjoy the process of getting there, then I don't think wh- where you're trying to go is your real destination. Yeah. So or you don't, you're not really passionate about right. where you're trying to go. Exactly. And I, if you're not passionate about it, is it really for you? Exactly. And then that's why, like, I love what I do now. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, every single part of my life, like, I remember I took a time, a point in time this year. That, like I said, when I was, you know, trying to figure out myself, mm-hmm. I I figured, I was like, yo, I need to find a way to where every single day I'm doing something different, mm-hmm. but I like it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't mind the working part-time for a company. That's yeah. fine, because you, you got to make some type of money. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, but how can I also implement my life yeah. more than just... 25% of it, 50% of mm-hmm. it. And that's when I started writing down what I'm doing every day. Yeah. Whether it be a NABRA talk or going to an event mm-hmm. or going to a meeting or just l- or just reading or writing yeah. or whatever. It's just learning how to take control of your life mm-hmm. pretty much. And ever since then, I haven't been dissatisfied. Yeah. I've actually been pretty happy. And I think that's what a lot of people need to s- start considering. Like, I, a lot of y'all... Y'all have y'all jobs, mm-hmm. y'all have y'all classes, but are you actually taking control of your life? Yeah. Like, especially if you're young, if you're young, you could take control of your life at 20 mm-hmm. and up. You pretty much on a good path. Don't wait till you're 30 and be like, all right, yeah. now I want, nah, mm-hmm. take control of it now. L- you know, tell like, like some of you have a lot of passion. A lot of y'all got a lot of ambition. So take advantage of that and and try to you know try to make something into nothing you know what i don't like though what? about a lot of i don't want to say entrepreneurs but there are a, a, a select um collection of entrepreneurs that i really don't like um, what? when they when they talking about becoming an entrepreneur and obviously oh you got to be hungry you got to work 25 8 which mm-hmm. is you know it's obviously the truth but yeah. it's like for someone who uh can afford to you know lose sleep it's easy to say. Yeah. We're, we're, like, thinking about, like, um, my mother, so for example. Mm-hmm. So she wants to own her own uh, barbecue business. Okay. I'm definitely going to make that happen for her. Like, definitely, definitely got to make that happen for her. But she's, you know, she's when I was younger, she was raising me. She was working two and three jobs. So for her to pursue her barbecue business wasn't really something that made sense when she had a paying job, you know, that she had to be at the mm-hmm. next morning right. with outrageous hours. So if she was to stay up for two or three hours, as they say, to write her dreams down and lose out on sleep, who's to say that may have translated into something negative when she goes into work? You know, she's falling asleep on the job. Um, and my mother, she works in. The, she used to work in the boiler room, so if she was a, you know, God forbid, fall asleep in the boiler yeah, room, like that's that a could huge be a disaster. liability. So, 
I get what they mean in their approach of if you really want something, you have to chase after it. But yeah. I think in the way that they say it, it's a little bit inconsiderate to those who actually have goals and they have these uh, dreams and these careers that they want to pursue, but they just don't have, like, the physical means to do so. And I definitely think people in those higher-up positions should kind of make way for people who can't. So, like, mm-hmm. if someone's working, like, at McDonald's and they're making 8 bucks an hour, pay for a day's wages and have them come out to your office and do a day in a life kind of thing. But don't, you know, shame them for not being able to come out to more networking events because they have to pay their phone bill or because they have to, you know, put food on the table. Because a lot of people, they can't afford to even miss one day at work. Like, yeah, for real. I hear a lot of entrepreneurs saying, oh, I quit my job um, to pursue my passion, which is, is excellent to mm-hmm. do so, um, but not everyone can afford to do so. Exactly. Like, if, if someone else quits their job, they may not have a family to support them, but if you quit your job, you can always run back to your parents' house, you know? So I think there just needs to be a little more considerate yeah, in the way to talk I, about it. I do think it's very, very different for everybody else. Like, I think about, like, do I quit work to do this? Or I'm like, I don't think I need to do that yeah. because I like working because when I go into work, it reminds me I'm not going to be yeah. here forever. Mm-hmm. Now, if I quit work, I feel like I'll be lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, not just not, I'm not even thinking about the money part. Yeah, I'll, I'll be broke for a little mm-hmm. bit until I get a new job. But I, I just feel like an extra part of me is just, just going to be lazy again. Yeah. Plus, having a job while you're pursuing your dream, I think is good because you can take notes. Mm-hmm, definitely, you can That's take me notes. All the time. What like, oh. I'm watching everybody mm-hmm. in there. From customers okay. to coworkers yep. and managers, mm-hmm. I'm watching y'all. Okay, I'm the newest one there. Mm-hmm. I'm watching everybody because it, that's a business. Mm-hmm. You need to know how to run a business. Yeah. You need to know how people are lead, mm-hmm. and that's all it is. If you don't work in a certain environment, how are you supposed to know how to run certain things? Exactly. You're you're starting your business, mm-hmm. so you don't know how how to run it how to how to be a leader how to be a boss a manager and all that you don't know how to treat your co- how to treat your employees cuz you don't have a job yeah but if you if you working and you taking notes every time you come into work mm-hmm. you'll you'll take what you've learned and you're going to apply it to to the business that you want cuz yeah. i i do that all the time like I don't really like how this lady talking to mm-hmm. this employee. Let me write. I'm like, mm-hmm. don't talk. You don't got to you don't <laughs> okay. got to talk to employees like that. And, and I think people forget like, yo, there's really a certain way you can talk to people without mm-hmm. making them feel like they're trash. Mm-hmm. And I used to work for some companies where that made they made them feel like, yo, what's good with y'all? Like mm-hmm. I think when people get to a certain position, they just feel like they they above yeah, everybody. They let it go to their heads. And they forget, yo, this is not your company. Mm-hmm. This little store right here that you run in, mm-hmm. you can be out just as quick as I can be out. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I think people forget that. But I do think the quitting your job thing is very, very different for a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think you need to quit your job to pursue your dream and all that. It's I think it's about time management. Yeah. There's twenty four hours in a day. Mm-hmm. 24 times 7 is I don't know You're the math major nah, You know, know 20 It's a lot uh, I think it's like 168 eight. It's like 168 148 We can check that It's I like 168 know. I did it before I think I think it's 168 But let's double check Alright 24 times 7 Oh it's 168 Alright so it's 168 So That's 168 hours in a week if you work full time, you work forty. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of hours left. Yeah. You only sleep half. Y'all don't. Y'all don't sleep eight hours. Nope. 
So y'all sleep probably five. Yeah. That's still a lot of hours left mm-hmm. to do full time work of your dreams and passion. So don't tell me you need don't 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 be quick to quit your job. Mm-hmm. Now, you can quit your job, but I think the best part is when you're fully stable and yeah. ready to quit your job and be like, okay, I'm making a steady income to the point of my own business mm-hmm. and now I can qu- I think that's a little smarter. Yeah. But if you do feel like you can quit because you just feel like you need more time to put it in, mm-hmm. I can respect that too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But don't go around telling other people, yo, quit your job. Yeah. Like I, I remember when I first started Nabra, this dude was like, we gotta quit our jobs to make this story. So I'm like, you're gonna force yourself to be homeless yeah. just to try to make a good story? Yeah. That don't sound. Not everybody gets on Ellen like, Everybody trying yeah, to do stuff to get attention in hopes of getting, you know, yeah. a leg up. But like, no, no, no. I was like, nah, I'm not with that because I'm already in a good position. Yeah. Why? Why would you want to go backwards and then try to go yeah. forward again? <laughs> that that don't make no sense, bro. That yeah. like, that's mad extra. Because then now you're not even trying to work on the production. Mm-hmm. You just try now. You're just trying to make money to yeah. eat. And <laughs> that don't make sense. But people be on different types of time, yo. Like for real, for real. I don't, I don't get it. So your mom, she wants to open up a barbecue. How long has she thought about? It's like. Uh, so I'm 20 now. I want to say. Trying to think of the first, first time I remember having like my mom's barbecue. Maybe like when I was earlier than 10. Maybe when I was eight, so 12 years. Mm. But I'm sure she's always wanted to do it prior to like me being born. Okay. Um, before I was born, my mother was a huge like karate person in Jersey City. Like mm-hmm. when we drive around Jersey City, she still gets like, oh, hey, what's up? Da-da-da-da. Um, that's why I don't hang out with her. Like, it's, <laughs> it's too much. Um, but she like, okay, so before I was born, she did karate. Um, and then she recently went back and did another tournament. Okay. Um, because I've never seen her fight because she did it before I was born. Um, and she won first place. Um, and it was like, I was like, well, it was, it was, it's an excellent feeling like when you see your mother win. Yeah. Um, and I definitely want to see her win at all costs. Um, but yeah, like she's had like she's written everything down. Like we've never had this like conversation of oh, this is what you need to do in order to get things off the ground. But she's written things down on napkins, pieces of the Bible, like old receipts. Like she she has it written down. She has it in her mind. Like she knows what to do if given you know the opportunity. Yeah. So that's what's up, yo. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll be probably one of her first customers. I like some barbecue. Yeah. She. Oh my goodness. I remember this one time. We had the worst blizzard in, in forever in Newark. It was maybe like three, four years ago. And my mother was out. She had an event she had to cook for, and the snowstorm came out of nowhere. Um, so my, knowing my mother, like, that's where I get it from. She wasn't going to say no, like, oh, no, nah, I can't cook. Mm-hmm. Um, she was outside in her steep tech in a scully <laughs> on a grill, and everybody had great food. I'm thinking, like, had it been me, wow, oh, no, nah, we would have had to reschedule, but... It's pictures of her on Facebook. You see the snow all around her. Yeah, like it's the cold breeze and the hot steam. I'm like, and that's the thing. She that's she really enjoys. She loves it, and that's the difference. Like somebody who's just doing it for the money, Mm -hmm. they're like, I'm alright. That would have been me. I would have been like, I can't do it. Find somebody else. But that, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta respect that. Mm -hmm. That's 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 passion. Yeah, that's the love for something. I think that's the love she has for the talent that God has given her. Um, that's that's crazy, bro. That's mm-hmm. she she won't open in Newark. Yeah, yeah. She always tells me that, that there's no um good soul food spots, soul food barbecue spots. Okay, soul food barbecue yeah. spot. Cause I know I know Essex County at least. Mm-hmm. 
got some good yeah. like like there's Vondas, there's Dukes, those two are owned by the same owner. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, for real? Vonda, I believe her name is. Okay. Um, those, there used to be Jays, but that burned down. Either it burned down or the the family like sold it, something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Um, there's some spots in Montclair, but again, like that's not Newark, so. Yeah, that's way far. That's a whole yeah, different. There's just fish. That's not really barbecue. That's so yeah, food. That's, that's different. Yeah. Dang, yo. Yeah, oh yeah, bro. Good luck with that yeah. though. That uh, it's gonna. I, I feel it's gonna happen because she has a she has a daughter with the right mindset. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I want for my mother. She just wants to go back to school, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Would you ever go?" She's like, "Yeah, I go back to school." So I'm like, all right, one day when yeah. I have the funds, I'll just br- take you to school. Shoot, yeah. we might be in the same class. Okay. <laughs> I don't even because honestly, I don't think I can't see myself not going to school. Yeah. We had a conversation of when the Powerball was like six hundred million mm-hmm. or something like that. They were like, would y'all still go to school if you had money? I said, yeah, why not? I'd go to school even more. Like, yeah, like, I would be, I'd just be that guy who's coming from vacation. Yeah. Like, you might not see me in class today, but mm-hmm. you'll see me there next week. Yeah. The professor not going to like me mm-hmm. because I'm always not in class, but yeah. I'm paying you. Yeah. So, like I just. 20 degrees. Yeah, it's like, well, I don't feel like going to class today. Yep. And I'm rich, mm-hmm. so I'll stay home. But I just feel like college I don't, you know, I never went to college for the party scene. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy education. Yeah. Like, I love it. I like learning. I just copped a new book yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about to crack it open after this. Okay. But the f- just meeting people, like professors, bruh, education is endless. Yeah. So imagine, like, I feel like college, sh- college should be, like, it's a n- it should be a networking place, right? Mm-hmm. If more people did that, I think there would be more businesses out there and mm-hmm. stuff but it's ideal but it doesn't really happen but for me if i had money and i was still in co- like people call me crazy like why why do you need to be in school i'm like well y'all thinking about it like this you only going to school to make money so now that you have it you're not going mm-hmm. i'm not going to college for the money part mm-hmm. i'm going for the experience and for the networking yeah who knows i might meet somebody that can benefit me and mm-hmm. i can benefit them with the money that i have yeah that's why I'm in school. And then the hardest part about having money is keeping it. So once you run through that $60 because people run through money quick. Quickly. Like, I know. I run through $20 quick. So, <laughs> like, $60 million, Yo. It's going to be, yeah. Bruh. Yeah. I, I, even if it's just a class a semester, mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Yeah. An art class, a gym class. Mm-hmm. Who would, like. Because even in prison, I think you can get a degree. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely. You just got to take the test and study the material. I don't know how, I don't know who pays for it, but. You will definitely find me in college Mm -hmm. with, if I'm a hundred millionaire. Yeah. Now, what what school? I I might go to different schools just for the hell of it. Just to be like, yo, I'm a transfer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, why are you always in this, a different college? <laughs> I'm like, because I can. Yeah. Who wouldn't, you wouldn't, you mean to tell me you wouldn't want the opportunity to go to That's a different true. college? I wouldn't, get, I, yeah, I would definitely wouldn't get stuck somewhere for four years. Like, what? That'd be dope, son. That'd be, that'd be lit. Yeah. But you will catch me at a different campus, like, every two years, just for the hell of it, if I ever reach a point of having mad money. Yeah. Salonia, thank you so much for coming on Nabra Talk no problem, 101. No Any last words before we get on? Uh, any last words? Your social media? You want people to follow you? Nah. All right. So you can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, at nine seven three sb. Um, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that's it. All right. Awesome. I'm Gene the Genius, and we are out of here. <laughs>